You don't care about my time frame. You don't care about when I want to get something started. And so here I am having to wait for you over and over again, just like I've had to my entire marriage when I want to get somewhere at a certain time and you're running 10 minutes late all the time. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to not let hamburgers ruin your marriage. Like they almost did for us last week. (laughs) Believe it or not, hamburgers. Yep, here we go. I think it's hilarious, my love, when you and I get into really good fights right before we're trying to do something for secure marriage, like Uh, record a video or make a podcast. That has happened so many times. So many times. We had that happen several times over the last couple of weeks because we're getting ready to launch some pretty big stuff. Yep. Yep. And so last, I think it was last Thursday, I had an hour window in my schedule between clients and I wanted to record a video starting at four o'clock. Right. And I had told you, you know, that morning I'd like to do this. And you knew four o'clock was coming up that I wanted to record this video. Yep. And at four o'clock, I come upstairs after getting everything set down there and you're starting to cook a hamburger. I had hamburgers cooking. Yes. And you were mad. I had feelings. You did. (laughs) Um, But you didn't tell me what they were. I had feelings. And you're right. I did not tell you what they were. That's important to the story. I did not tell you what they were. And I sat and I watched you cook hamburgers for 10 minutes or so. And then hamburgers got done and we came downstairs and we we were getting things set up. And I said, where's your phone? Because we normally turn off our phone so they don't ring and interrupt in the middle of the recording, the whatever. Right. And you said, my phone's upstairs. Yep. And... My reaction, I can't believe I'm going to ask this. My reaction was what? You were, I don't remember what words you used, but you were not nice about my phone being upstairs. You were, you were totally off the charts, hugely bugged that yes. I didn't have the audacity to bring my phone downstairs so that I could make sure it was turned off. Yeah, because even if it's upstairs and it starts ringing, you're going to hear it ring. I'm going to hear it ring. Even if the microphone and the video can't hear it ring, it's going to distract us. And so I was incredibly frustrated with you that you would leave your stupid phone upstairs rather than having the forethought, like a common sense, logical person would to bring their phone downstairs and turn it off. And again, how did I communicate that to you? Oh, you communicated that I was incredibly stupid for not thinking ahead of time to bring the phone downstairs. Yes, I I admit that my nonverbal communication was shouting to you that I thought that you were dumb, that you were making a really bad mistake. Yes, and your verbal communication was very loud and very emphatic and... Not loud as in yelling, no, but but just high energy, high intensity, high intensity. Yes. Yes. And um, I it was like made my hair blow backwards. I I I felt like I got punched in the chest. And then and then do you remember the question you asked? Because that lasted for only about five minutes, three minutes, maybe it wasn't that long. And then you asked probably the most important question. I I think I asked you something along the, the lines of why is your 
your your intensity for this small little thing so huge so ramped up yes yes and what did i do do you remember what i did i i don't i'm gonna just interrupt here's what i love about when we have fights and yeah. we work through them yeah i most of the time i can't remember all the details sure so sure anyway side note ended <laughs> go ahead as soon as you made that comment i stopped talking and i paused for probably 30 seconds to a minute and did a self-evaluation. What is my posture, attitude, and tone? How am I sitting in this conversation with you? Am I defensive? Am I open? Am I intense or am I calm? Am I being honest or am I holding stuff inside? All of this is processing really, really fast. And in those 30 seconds or minute that I'm sitting calmly, I decide I have to talk about the pre-phone frustration that I was having with you when I walk upstairs and at four o'clock when I wanted to start this thing, you're cooking hamburgers. And so at that moment, I started sharing with you how much it feels like you don't oh, yes, care about me. yes, I don't me. care about you. Yes, exactly. You knew I wanted to start at four o'clock and yet you decided I want to make hamburgers instead, <laughs> which clearly communicates to me you want to do things your way and you don't want to do things my way. You don't, you don't care about my time frame. You don't care about when I want to get something started. And so here I am having to wait for you over and over again, just like I've had to my entire marriage when I want to get somewhere at a certain time and you're running 10 minutes late all the time. And so I started to extrapolate all of this stuff from one little infraction of you're making a hamburger at four o'clock when I told you what I wanted and you ignored my needs. And it makes it feel like you don't care about me. You don't love me. Right. And then what happened? And then I said I could understand how you feel that way. Yes, you did. You were very, very I, empathetic. I worked very hard to be empathetic. Yep. But then I also told you everything that I had done that day was based on my care for you and want, and knowing that you wanted to do that. And then you started the grocery list of all the things that you had been doing prior to making that hamburger that are clearly and unapologetically thinking about me yes. and trying to meet my needs. Yes, like, exactly. Like, do you remember? Like I had, I got a business phone call. Yep. And I had to take that. Yep. And so I needed to go grocery shopping before before we had our video thing yep. meeting. Um, and so I skipped the grocery store I normally go to yep. and went to the closest one yep. and paid more money yep. so that I could be back in time yep. to do this at four o'clock. Yep. But I also needed to eat because yep. I hadn't eaten yep. and I was feeling lightheaded and woozy. So I, and you like to eat early. Yep. So I was like, I have to make myself something or I won't be any good for recording. So I even made the hamburger patties that I got. Yep. I smashed them down as flat as I could so they would cook as fast as they yep. could. And I made one for you yep. so that you wouldn't be hungry and miserable. And I started well before four o'clock. You yeah. just happened to come up like at five minutes to four and they were almost done. They weren't quite there. They were probably halfway done. And I, and I hadn't even planned on eating it before we went downstairs. I just wanted to have it so that I could, cause I knew I wasn't going to have time. So everything that I had done that day, I was thinking about you and knowing how important it was for you to record. Yeah. And there were some other things as well. There was actually five or six other things in your day that you had done, which were thinking about me yes. and changing what you would have rather have done. Yes, exactly. So that 
you could accommodate my request, my yes, need exactly. of that day. You didn't get all the food that you needed at the grocery store, no. uh, several other things. The other thing I was talking about too is I had intentionally left my phone upstairs yeah. so that it wouldn't be a distraction, so I wouldn't have to think about it, so I wouldn't have to worry, oh, did I turn it off? Did I turn the ringer off? I just left it upstairs. I didn't even want to think about it. So I was thinking about us and our recording yep. and I left it where it wasn't going to be noisy in the recording or yep. make, yeah. So I had everything I had done. I had been thinking about you and our recording. Yeah. And here I am complaining about one little thing and I completely, well, didn't know about, but I made the assumption that you didn't care about me. Yeah. And when one little thing, which actually wasn't your doing, it was my perception of what you were doing, it was my interpretation of what you were doing, that interpretation, that internal story that I told in my head now creates this mood, creates this attitude that I had towards you. And it was an attitude that wasn't very polite, wasn't very kind, wasn't very pleasant. No. And I got put in my place. I, after hearing all of that, I was heartbroken. I was so heartbroken that I would treat you with such intensity, with such anger and frustration, with such unfair accusation. Um, because I didn't have the rest of the story because I didn't understand because I didn't give you the benefit of the doubt. And my own fear, my own insecurity, my own survival brain kicked right. in and said, you don't care about me, so I've got to take care of myself. We keep saying this over and over on this podcast. Your spouse is not the enemy. It's your survival brain. Right. It's that thing that says, I got to get my needs met first. And when anything like my wife and her hamburgers <laughs> gets in the way of getting my needs met, I become a very unpleasant spouse. Very mean, very unkind. And if I'm not willing to take responsibility for that, if I'm not willing to own that, then that fight could have lasted two, three days. Right. Because I wouldn't be in a place of listening to you or understanding or if I became entrenched in my my frustration because you were late. It was after four o'clock. It was. <clears throat> and I could focus on those four or five minutes that you were late and completely invalidate everything else you've done because right. I want to be right rather than I want to be connected. Right. And I have to learn how to humble myself. All spouses have to learn how to humble themselves and get out of that defensive fixed mindset and get into the, I want to get connected again. I want to stay connected with my wife even though I'm mad at her right, right now, even though I'm hurt by her right now. Right. And as soon as you told me that, and as soon as I felt like a grade A moron for not understanding all these things, as soon as it was obvious, you actually do care about me. You actually do love me and you actually do think about me and you do a lot of things in deference to me. I was heartbroken. I had to apologize and we apologized. There were some yeah, tears well, on both parts. And I felt bad that, that you felt like I didn't care about you. That's yeah. the last thing I would want for you to feel. Yeah. And I felt bad that I wasn't on time yeah. because I knew how important that was to you. And the circumstances just, they just were the way they were. Yeah. And the reason we're talking about this today is because this hurting mentality, this feeling of my spouse doesn't care about me is actually the very first stage 
stage of this uh, relationship roadmap that we've just recreated. And from there you move into searching. And if you don't find the thing that you're searching to fix all of this, right. you and I have these tools and we were able to fix it. And that got us onto this path that keeps us going towards a secure, secure marriage. marriage. Exactly. We felt relief and hope and, and connection again. And, yeah. and, and that security, we, we were okay. When people don't find it and they remain hurt in that way, then they start to feel incredibly discouraged. And then that leads to defeated and then feeling trapped in a crappy marriage. And they're looking for a way out. And what I want people to hear who are listening to this podcast is you can't always stop the hurting thing. Okay. We've been married 29 years. We're pretty good at this whole marriage thing and we still get hurt. Right. Our, our own insecurities and sinful behaviors and, and fears and history and all, it all gets in the way. Yep. It's what do you do with it? And do you have the tools to be able to get out of that hurt stage really, really fast? The tools we actually call the three C's. And if you want to learn about these things, you can actually go to securemarriage.com. And we have a video that explains all of this now. It's up there. It's live. It's going. And then there's some steps you can take after that if you want to learn how to incorporate these tools into your marriage. And again, when, once you have these tools, it doesn't mean that all the problems are going to go away in your marriage. Just like you can have all the tools, the amazing... I like tools, by the way, uh, amazing set of tools in your garage. You can have the best, highest quality tools in your garage. That doesn't mean your car is never going to break down. Right. It means when it breaks down, You've you will the, know how to fix it. Exactly. You've got the tools to fix it. And so believe me, if I could figure that out, I would write that book and then retire to that beach in Fiji. Of, <laughs> we can guarantee you will never have any conflict ever again with your spouse. We promise Bar none. I can't promise that. I, I no. haven't figured that one out yet. I haven't figured it out with you. No kidding. And I like you. Right. And if I can't figure it out with you, oh my gosh. It's, it's So again, we can't promise that you'll never have conflict. We can't promise that when it shows up, it is fixable. Yes. You can find a way to make it better and you get on that path to a secure marriage. And we want to show you how to do that. So yep. securemarriage.com. By the way, the video is so funny. My wife, <laughs> holy crap. <laughs> You're going to just <laughs> laugh your butt off. I love this video about her. Oh it's so good. Goodness. So it's right at the top of the homepage, securemarriage.com. Even if you don't sign up for anything, just go watch the video and get a laugh. Okay? Really. Thanks, dear. I'm throwing it. you under the bus now. <laughs> I'm totally throwing you under you the bus. You did that when you made the video. Are you it's, kidding me? Yeah, it's nice being the editor. I can make myself look good. <laughs> okay. Anyway, again, if you're listening to this, we hope this is encouraging. We hope you understand problems can be fixed. Conflict and stress and bad situations with your wife and your husband can actually be changed once you learn how to incorporate these tools yep. and you both are trying to apply them. Yes, absolutely. And you can fight less and feel understood and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. Yes. That's what we want you guys to have. So yep. anyway, thanks for everyone for listening. We'll see you later. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.